Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. On today's podcast, we are joined by Todd Freiling, partner of Summit Leadership Partners. There are profound competitive advantages that lie ahead for any organization that can predict the performance of their top leaders. On today's show, Todd discusses the increased private equity interest in healthcare, as well as the implications that will have for talent. There are also some of the challenges facing healthcare CEOs and how to better prepare for the transformation occurring in the sector. Todd, how are you? Welcome. I'm great. Rob, great to be with you. Same here, and thanks for your time today. Let's jump right in. Todd, why is PE so interested in health tech, and what makes this an attractive market? Yeah, um, absolutely. So it, it's it's pretty amazing how much activity is actually going on in the space, right? So um, I think the VCs, venture capitalists, have, have definitely kind of set a great path forward, um, and 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 private equity is getting getting more comfortable with with health tech. Um, there's a, a lot of activity across the board. So I'd say it's pervasive is number one. It's just you have VCs going later, you have private equity coming in a little bit earlier. A lot of strategics and corporate venture capital also happening, um, and and part of the deal making um, and and what it what it provides. Um, you know, we're, we're a year into this pandemic, and I'd say one of the biggest areas of this health tech explosion is, is telehealth. And we, we've seen that completely blossom over the last year. Um, and, and really, you know, in, in many ways, the pandemic has, has been an accelerator for all things in the health tech space. Um, you see, you know, the estimates of a $185 billion kind of industry in the next couple of years for, for telehealth. You have, you know, big and very noteworthy acquisitions and mergers like with uh, Teladoc and Livongo. And um, we, we just know there's going to be a lot, a lot more of it. Um, I think another big element behind that is, is it's pervasive. It's hitting all elements of the value chain for, uh, for the industry, uh, whether that's really in, in the front end. We hear a lot about this in terms of the con- consumerization of, of healthcare and how, how technology plays a, a major role in that uh, on the back, um, back office around streamlining key processes, making data more transparent uh, for, for patients and for um, providers and payers. So it's, again, it's, it's across the board, hitting all those aspects. And, you know, I say probably to, to end with is just, you know, what do private equity love to, to look at? You know, where is there inefficiency and where is there still fragmentation? And so I'd, I'd say health tech and how it's um, <clears throat> changing the landscape of healthcare overall, uh, there, it's putting a spotlight on one those inefficiencies and that fragmentation. So people see a lot of a lot of interest there. And then finally, I just say um, the multiples, right? So the I think the exciting thing is that you know in the health tech space, you're seeing increased multiples, and that's certainly something PE um, is is definitely attracted to from an investment standpoint. You know, going from 14x of, of EBITDA to more 23 to 25x based on some research I've seen um, more recently. So it's um, it's definitely an attractive market for for the the PE industry. What are the implications for talent, though? It's a great question. <clears throat> um, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, I'd say. Because there's a lot of activity, I think what we're also seeing is just a, a lot of movement for talent and, and the war for talent definitely being um, 
uh, you know, heightened that much more as, as things have gone on. So, you know, if you were to ask me a year ago, talk to any executive recruiter out there that, you know, their business shut down, right? Executive recruiting and people wanting to make a move just, just really wasn't happening, right? People wanted to see the, um, the challenges to their business. They wanted to see that through in their, their existing business or, and, or they didn't want to take, take the chance of joining something new. Um, we're seeing that melt away a bit now, right? People are making moves. We're seeing a lot of that happen. You know, we're seeing actually even challenges with, with onboarding and in, in kind of this virtual space. But I'd say one of the, the first elements is that um, they, you know, of actually, um, you know, people making more of the moves, seeing more transitions happen um, to, to really come into this space. Um, <clears throat> I think another big implication uh, for health tech, for talent is, no one's yet a, um, a health tech native, right? They're still mm. mostly coming from other industries into health tech, whether yeah. you've predominantly come from um, <clears throat> the healthcare, traditional healthcare side, or you're, you're more of a technology, um, you know, and, and application developer that, that's seen things from a tech side. But no one's really, um, you know, a, a native in the space, right? And it's actually very similar 20 years ago, when I started my career, I was working in the digital media space. And it was very similar. Um, you see very similar um, uh, themes there around, um, you know, at, at that point, you know, you had media companies trying to talk to technology companies. And, and there's literally things getting lost in translation. Um, and, and, you know, probably the biggest way that that, you know, showed itself is the AOL Time Warner merger, which was massively huge and massively disastrous. Um, and, you know, and I think there's a bit of that trying to figure each other out from an industry standpoint now in the health tech space, um, which is which is pretty, uh, pretty critical. And it's, it's not just healthcare and tech, right? It's, it's all these coming together, pharma, bio, um, biotech, all these coming together to, to create new solutions for the uh, for the industry and that, that you have a lot of uh, convergence uh, around different uh, around different industries and what's needed to make sure um, that you've got the right representation in leadership in management teams and then finally I think there's this element of speed right the cycle times are just faster in health tech and, and technology is quite the, the accelerator of that so I think it's it's really people that are coming into the space they're coming from a very traditional healthcare um, experience, you know, I think they're going to see those faster cycle times and that's going to have a, a different demand on decision-making and, and, and making those decisions faster with less data. Um, but, but, but making sure that things are moving forward, given how much the, the space itself is, um, is in flux. Um, so I think those are some, some key elements to, to think through as it relates to you know, these implications on talent. Yeah, no, excellent thoughts. And, and when, assessing evaluating top talent in the health tech space what should investors be looking for and what attributes make for a successful leader in this space yeah great question i think there is definitely um there's there's some that i'd say you know hey we we look at a health tech leader there's just some attributes of leaders in general that i'd say are even more pronounced and i think some that are also unique for for this space and what the state states uh demands on on health tech leaders. So, you know, one of the first ones I think is important, this idea of having clarity of of strategy, right? Just to know exactly where do you want to play in the space and being clear on what that niche is and what you're solving for. Mm. Uh, But the other dimension of that, I think for health tech leaders particularly, is this idea of of being 
uh, you know, versatile from a strategic to an operational standpoint. They got to be able to really shift gears pretty quickly, being able to set that vision, uh, ensure there's alignment around strategy for an organization and alignment externally, and then be able to also still not be afraid to get in, get their hands dirty, right? To actually really understand the the details of the operation. They're not going to be, they don't have to be the, you know, the, knowing all the specifics on how, um, you know, the, the bits and bytes work from a technology standpoint, but you got to know enough to be able to, um, uh, to really drive things forward. So that ability to shift gears fast uh, from that strategic to the operational is, is going to be critical. Um, I'd say second element is, you know, this, this isn't a space for reactors. It's a space for people to take the opportunity to lead from a change leadership standpoint, um, really understanding not just what's happening next, but what's happening three chess moves from now. Uh, and, and to be able to uh, articulate that a little bit goes back to that strategic vision piece, but, but being able to then create buy-in around that um, from an investor standpoint, from uh, an employee standpoint is, is absolutely essential. And, and going a little bit back to this, you know, Hey, we're, we don't have a lot of these digital natives is, Having perspective, being able to take different perspectives. You know, if you are coming in more from the healthcare space, how do you also look at things from the technology side? So kind of really challenging the, the aperture of, of how you look at things and being able to make and take different perspectives on, on how things work uh, is, I think, going to be a really critical element. Um, you know, I'd say another one is, is just outside-in thinking, right? So... Um, Ensuring that you're not too insular. So some work we've been doing with uh, a CEO of, um, of a, a health tech company, so much of the focus initially was, hey, we've got to make sure that the, the operations is working well, but very quickly has shifted now into, hey, it's all about deal making. You have to stay outside and you have to really make sure you're connected um, the growth of your company isn't going to be as much about what you're doing internally, but much more about what are the partnerships you're creating? What are you thinking about in terms of M&A? Um, uh, what's your relationship with the analysts in the community to, to understand fit in this broader ecosystem? It's not about going it alone, but how you really fit in that, that broader ecosystem, which is going to be pretty critical. And that, that re again, requires that external focus um, to, to make that work. Um, I'd say another one is... Um, related to that is just, you know, more than ever, and, and I'd say, hey, traditionally, you'd see this all around, but uh, this maniacal focus on the consumer, right? Again, we talk a lot about the retail, um, the, you know, the trends toward kind of retail healthcare and what that means and being just so focused on what's the end experience look like, right? Again, going back to the example on, on, on telehealth, um, so much focus on that experience has to be a good one for, for consumers to, to create the stickiness. And how do you keep that going? Uh, what does that experience look like? That's, that's less on, hey, how efficient we are and much more on what are we doing and, and how connected are we to uh, that, that consumer experience, which is key. And then I'd say the final thing um, is this element around it's something we, we always talk about. And when we, we, we look at um, executives and think about how they can play a role in a high growth company um, is this idea of scalability. So how quickly uh, can you really come up to speed and do you have that runway to actually take something from whether it's a $10 million business to $100 million or $50 million to $500 million? Um, what does that look like? And having that that breadth to be able to do that and, and be able to uh, 
um, kind of scale your leadership, know what to let go of, know what you're going to empower the team with doing versus what you're going to try and do yourself. Um, and, and that ecosystem that you create for your, for your organization. But it also has to be combined with, with a really strong sense of, of agility, really being able to know when to pivot. So it's not just, Hey, I'm, I'm growing this thing and it's, it's just going to, it's just going to grow as a function of, of getting bigger. It's knowing that, Hey, along this five year journey that we're in, it's going to grow, but it's not going to look anything like it looked when, when you were five years ago, right? Where you're going to be, you probably don't even know what that looks like yet, but having that agility and being able to scale with that agility is going to be, um, is going to be absolutely critical and, and something that's, that's not, um, you don't see a lot of it out there. So it's, that's definitely a differentiator that I'd, I'd say we look for. What human capital issues should investors and operating partners be focused on related to their investments in the health tech companies? Yeah, I'd say, you know, if we start at the top, right? So particularly for if you think about, okay, we're going to make this investment in this company, in this CEO. First, I'd actually be looking, going at that that comment around perspective is what's the composition of the board need to look like, right? Mm -hmm. So do we have the right players actually that can provide different perspectives and really create this portfolio of, hey, do we have people that represent, you know, the payer side, if we need that in terms of our distribution channel? Do we have a great healthcare perspective? Do we have a great tech perspective? Does there need to be a pharma perspective and knowing how do we actually orchestrate and be very intentional about, you know, having those different perspectives on the, on the board to provide that guidance? And, and then very similarly, as it rolls down, uh, as you think about, um, you know, it, we, we hear a lot more and talk a lot more around, you know, this idea of what, what is the right balance of, of experiences and industry um, experience that people have um, within the teams and making sure that that is um, that's clearly understood and that, and that you're, you're building it based on what you need, not what you've necessarily had before. Um, and, and so one is having that perspective. And I think the other part that, that investors and, and CEOs should be really focused on then is how you're building the team to work together. Right. So, um, you know, particularly as we go from, I'd say a VC space where things are super high growth to more of the PE side, you, you see more of this focus on, you know, Yes, the CEO matters a ton, but it's also the full coordination of that of that leadership team. So we actually spend a lot of time thinking about, hey, how are those different perspectives actually working together um, for for a more effective outcome, uh, and, and really help create that um, really help create the the synergies that are needed at the management team level. I think a second thing that that we're seeing more of in in the space now is i think in the past it was always okay tell us that we have the right folks that can really take this thing over the next couple of years you know that's what i want to focus on you know yes or no do we have the right players now we're hearing more of hey beyond the, those players you know how are we doing in terms of building the bench right so do we have the right team underneath and are, are we actually committed to developing new capabilities as, as we go along Right. So get in that spirit of what this company is going to need and look like five years from now versus where it is today in this very volatile and, and growth oriented industry. Um, it, it's making sure that you're developing new capabilities along the way and that you're investing in that development and the development of, that, of those capabilities. Um, and I think that's 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 a bit of a new um, focus area. So it's not just 
the team that's there now, but also really thinking about underneath that, what's, what's coming up to really continue taking this to the next level um, so that, you know, it doesn't become irrelevant in a, in a five-year time frame. Sure. What, what advice would you give PE or management teams operating in this space? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think with, with all these things going on, given the, uh, again, I think the speed of change that's happening and the, um, and just the, the movement of what's going on, I, you know, just really think it's super critical upfront that you're, you're getting clear on that strategy to say, this is where we play. This is how we're going to win. Um, and therefore this is what we need from a capability standpoint. And then actually really take stock of what that looks like. Um, I think so many times when, uh, sometimes we, when we get brought in to, um, to work with portfolio companies, um, you know, more often than not, we hear, gosh, we, we wish we did this more upfront uh, when we first did the deal than here we are maybe a year or two years later. And I, I think for a health tech, having, having that figured out sooner rather than later is, is absolutely critical, right? This idea of, of, of getting the organization um, you know, aligned the right way upfront is, is really key. Understanding what that strategy is, understanding how you're going to organize behind that strategy and ensuring, uh, ensuring that alignment um, really is what I think matters most. Like to have that plan in place, let's say within that, you know, that six to nine month time frame, uh, so that people are absolutely clear. This is where we're going. Uh, uh, we have the right organization in place. We have the right structure in place. We're clear on who owns what. And we can move that move that forward, and and of course we we adjust as we need to, but we got to have that initial um, initial upfront alignment versus um, you know just going along and and you know uh, and seeing where seeing where it all leads to. So that clarity, I think, is going to be critical uh, for for ensuring that upfront. Mm. Anything you want to add as we start to wrap things up? No, I mean, I think it's, you know, this is, I think, a great, uh, it's an exciting place to, to work with in terms of, you know, different clients that we have and, you know, seeing how the just different perspectives that, that the health, uh, that, that our health tech clients are in terms of, one, I think, being very purposeful about this and, and being very purposeful around what are the talent implications, how, how we need to lead this differently. Uh, we're, we're definitely seeing... Uh, a unique perspective there. And, and it's, it's really exciting to see that uh, take shape. Um, and I think there's just, you know, this is going to be an explosion of innovation in terms of um, what organizations look like uh, in creating this ecosystem around, um, around health tech. It, it's not about big players going in alone. And I think that's a, it's a pretty big shift um, to, to really change the definition of success from, Hey, what do we look like as an individual company versus how are we, how are we operating as an ecosystem? Um, and that just, I think changes the whole model, which is great. I, lo- I love hearing excitement and uh, you know, positive outlook. It's, it's great. Todd, thanks so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This has been an informative look at the healthcare sector and how talent will be impacted. We have recognized the increased focus on the healthcare and life science sector internally at Hunt Scanlon and expect the industry to continue to boom for the foreseeable future. And with that boom, we expect an influx of talent. That's all the time we have here today. I'm your host, Rob Adams, alongside Todd Freiling of Summit Leadership Partners, and this is Talent Talks.